Abyss? I'm a piece of shit. Um, the fact that I am where I am today is about me defying odds, okay? Uh, I, I don't come from class. I don't come from money. I don't have an education. Uh, my punk name used to be Max Dropout. I didn't contrive that. In fact, it was given to me because I dropped out in the eighth grade. My first job was as Cemetery Night Watchman somewhere. I made $18 an hour doing that. Uh, I've seen a lot of movies. I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of comics, heard a lot of records. But for the most part, I've spent a lot of time moving between just being kind of this guy who, uh, who could offer creative services. I've been homeless in my lifetime. Uh, the fact that I'm sitting in a home that I own today and I have two kids is really wild. Uh, I've written screenplays, I've done lots of stuff, I've accomplished a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I am beloved by a lot of people. That's not bragging, that's, that's like in spite of the fact that I don't often feel good about myself. Uh, but the fact that I was able to be a part of Inspire Pro is, uh, is landmark because as a kid, you know, wrestling was one of these things that was escapist for me, okay? I was in love with wrestling, and when you gave me the opportunity to do a company, I jumped at it. I would, I would have sacrificed anything to do it. So I think, um, I think it's important to kind of notate this and talk about who the fuck I am, because I think we've gone through 50-something episodes at this point, and we've never gone into who the fuck we are yeah. at the core of who we are. Like, who are we? Why did we do this? <laughs> you know, who are these guys that started this company? I didn't come to the pot with a bunch of fucking money. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I just, I need to say that. That's important. Money is something that has never come <laughs> easily to me. And when I do make it, I spend it like a greedy little pig. Okay. So I, I really need to go into this. So like, just kind of saying that, like, you know, I, I moved from California to New York to Atlanta to Texas and here I am. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's important to, to kind of impart that, um, I've had deep, deep struggles, but I, I do think that organically I am a very creative person at the core of who I am. And so I, I'm saying, hey, this is who I am, but Biss, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I? No. Who the fuck is Biss? Man, I'm, uh, I'm an Austin kid. Uh, like, before being an Austin kid was a cool thing, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a very similar man, um, you know? Uh I'm a big sports guy. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's sort of, it's sort of my appeal to this, but I'm a comic book nerd too. Right. Yeah. Um, I love finding. You love escapism for a reason though. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, need yeah. it. You need it through the hard times. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to, there's, yeah, I've had my dark days. Yeah. There's been, there's been bad times. I so. honestly think that, um, the people at our shows, most oftentimes they are there because they need it. Yeah. It's it's a it's uh it's an antidepressant. Yeah. It's an antipsychotic and, even. And, and like the weird thing <laughs> the weird thing is too, right? To at the core of like why do we do this? Like and I've said it in, in promos before too, like we need to escape too. Like yeah. this is our escape too. Absolutely. I, it's an outlet. But yeah. It's yeah, but outlet. I mean like my biggest thing, like the thing that I love most in the world is like finding that diamond in the rough and fucking being like right this one this right. is something you all of you fuckers pass this up but this is fucking something and i'm going to show you that this is absolutely something. so you know uh i'm ju i'm just going to say that like when i came to when you brought me into the fold you know yeah. with you and josh montgomery i wasn't i need to clarify this cuz sometimes i think people go like oh max was a money mark Bro, no. I'm the brokest joke you ever done fucking met. I am not a money mark. I, 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 so I need I need to kind of say that. Like, yeah. wrestling was my escape. I never laced up a pair of boots, but it's something that I love deeply. And I know a fuck of a lot about it. But I also think a lot of the other stuff that I am involved, involved with kind of like helped uh, uh, make inspire what it was. Yeah. It was about bringing elements that I'd never seen in a company, you know. Like, like you say when you were brought into the fold, but that's not kind of how I look at it. Like I kind, I always kind of look at it like it was 
like all three of us at one time. Well, if you'd never asked me yeah. to the but dance, I, I mean, I guess you know, I was the I was the, the fucking like yeah. the stardust of the fucking Big Bang, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. without my like weird, yeah, right? Um, and and like that is and I'm not. And I hate to like make my just, shit seem important no, at all. No, it is like, important. But yeah. the, but the thing is, is that I'm trying to kind of drive home that neither of us are rich guys. No, a I lot come of this from very was, humble. Yeah, we built know? this from the ground up. Yeah. There was no. It's not like I fucking hit like yeah. a, a, a lucky coordination on a scratch off or mm. like I have a trust fund or anything. Like I I was asked to be a part of this because I think. Biss and I related in terms of what we thought was good, and we wanted to create a company that was good. Yeah, we, I mean, we walked up to the fucking roulette table. I basically, I took my reputation and put it down on the yes. fucking red. Uh, Josh took what knowledge he had, and the Josh was no millionaire either, right? Yeah, like and put his down, and and Max brought in his creative, and we went, all right, put it all on fucking black, and let's fucking let it roll. Yeah. And I, I think, um, I, I mean, I was probably definitely, like, putting my knee on the back of everybody's head going, no, man, don't do this shit. This is stupid. We're going to lose. So, anyway, I just, I feel like it's important to kind of, like, put that out there. I'm not some guy that ever came to the table with, you know, a, an investment. Uh, the only thing that I ever invested was sweat equity, work ethic, you know. I mean, you, I, I, I would hopefully... Uh, I, I hope I hope that Biss would would admit that like when I am um, when I when I walk into the hall at like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. or whatever that I am I hit the ground running you know yeah. so I when I do that like when I'm setting up chairs helping with the ring helping with the script just like doing whatever I do to make sure that the show when it comes off comes off you know I'm it's not <laughs> I I think that I worked my ass off to be where I am within you know the local scene. Yeah, you know, and I think Biss too. Biss is like he's traveled, he's driven, he's he's supported, he has put so much. He's invested in people yeah. flat out, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's kind of you talk about the like not lacing up the the boots. I I come from well, you have though. I come from right <laughs> at the you, in you a did, weird way. You did at one point, and and um, nothing super major, but yeah. Um, I come from that time where like people like us didn't get shot, you know? Yeah. So it was like once, you know, maybe the fucking old timers that would hear this would fucking cringe. But it was like once I got that crack in the door, it was like, I'm not going to shut this behind me. You well, know? you know, I'm going to I'm going to talk about this right now. Like I used to talk to Cornette pretty regularly on the Internet. Right. And when I asked him what I ought to do if I wanted to be a part of a creative uh, component of a company, uh, he basically just shit all over me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not that I am anybody that Coordinate gives a uh, shit about right now. Yeah. But I think for myself, the fact that I actually got to do something. Yeah. You know, it, you know, fuck that guy. Well, you're not banging his wife, so he wouldn't care at, about you at all. Yeah. I was about to say maybe <laughs> I would, but i never seen, you know, probably, no, I don't, yeah, I probably don't want to go down that route. Um, but yeah, maybe I she's mean, a nice lady. I don't know. Maybe she's probably maybe she, not. Yeah, I mean, well, probably abusive. Probably, probably has a lousy personality. They're probably sex pest. Yeah, gross. <laughs> anyway, so I just I kind of want to like this isn't about putting ourselves over. It's just yeah. to kind of say, hey, we're human beings, and yeah. this is who we are, and this is why we are where we're at. And people are often going like, you know, how did you put these shows together? How did this company come to be a thing? It wasn't because we had a fucking rich grandpa that died. Okay. We're broke as a joke. We don't come from fucking class. We don't come from fucking clout. We don't have any blue blood in our goddamn irrigation systems. We're fucking bums. Like, I mean, we, yeah. Anyway, I just needed to say that. And then, but, but you know what? Where we last left off. We're going into the Super Bowl show, which we didn't even intend to. I don't even think it. I don't necessarily think that we thought about it until wasn't we wasn't on like, the radar until we started talking about. Yeah, it just kind of all the other pieces that connect to it's it. It's coming out in the wash right now, yeah. man. So okay, I can't even talk about a lot of this stuff because yeah. I was not. I was shut out. So I mean, let's just jump into it and I'll get I'll drive you through like some of the stuff that happened and okay. we'll just get reaction man I think that's the most pure way to fucking do this so, okay so the first night is this combination no ring show and I don't know the name of his fucking band it was actually fairly good but Frankie Kazarian's band performing <laughs> 
right? So here you go, dude. This would have really pissed you off. This fucking. So we show up, and there is a there is what appears to be a homeless man just sleeping in front of the door of the building. Uh, upon further investigation, it's Kikataro. So that's how we started. Yeah, yeah. He got in super early, didn't know where the hotel was, so just went to the venue and. We we took we got him to his room so he could sleep because he was obviously very a very tired Kikitaro. So <laughs> the uh, this show starts with Christopher Daniels coming in the locker room and being like, "I don't know why any of you are doing this. I love you all. Don't get hurt." <laughs> like, wow, that's how this show starts. What a vote of confidence, huh? <laughs> um, so Ken Shamrock uh, shows up with his like Ken Shamrock is the main event of this show. It's the first time that he's wrestled in like 10 years or something like that. He shows up with an entourage of like 15 fucking people. I am introduced to Ken Shamrock as, hey, this is Biss. He's my Pat Patterson, which I'm not sure if TJ knew the connotation of that. But I'm fairly sure from the look that Ken Shamrock gave me that Ken Shamrock knew the connotation <laughs> of that. So I'd be like, oh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um well, the thing is, is that he, uh, TJ shouldn't have said it while he had his hands down the back of your pants. No, 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 that no, no, really no, no. threw things no, off, no. man. That's yeah, because yeah. I. But you know what? There's no insult in being Pat. No, not at all. Yeah. Just uh, uh, it's one of those weird things where like it it was a nice thing to say about me, but like people would say that in a in a not nice yeah. way, like when I was coming up in wrestling. So like, just weird. Um. So anyway, we start off the show, and it's uh, it's Effie versus Casanova Valentine, who we talked about on the last show, was someone that I reached out to TJ and was like, hey, man, if you're going to do this no-ring show, you need to get Cass on the show. Um, Ethan Page is in this match, and so is uh, Matt Cross. So this is... Um, so with the... This is going to be weird because now I'm going to break down like psychology of no ring wrestling shows, which um, is kind of weird. There's only so many like ways that you can go about doing a no ring show, right? It's either like a walk and brawl hardcore thing, like a deathmatch type environment, or you can do cool high flying stuff off of stuff that's not a normal right. ring, or you have like the the girls variant of either of those, right? And then there's the MMA like style match, right? Like those are your basic options that you have, right? Um, or or like a tag team thing where it's basically like a big tornado tag all around the building. So this four way was kind of like different parts of all those options, you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't bad. Um, Effie and Cass fucking killed each other, like absolutely murdered each other. Um, and Effie goes over here, so. Um, not much to go there, right? Yeah. Uh, the next match is... Oh, here we go. This is going to tie in to another another show that we have. Is Penelope Ford and ODB. So the one thing TJ... Lord! The one thing TJ wanted to do was to have a spot where, um, you know, Penelope goes to the bar, asks for a drink, and Joey comes up and... Sp- does the mist with the whiskey, the whiskey mist <coughs> to fucking ODB. Yeah. Because they, I think they were, they, I don't, I don't know if they were actively together at this point, but they were still a pair. They were still an act, an act together. Right. Well, I get there and I'm agenting this show. So I go to ODB. Who's been wrestling for probably 10 years longer than I've been in the business. Here's the point where I get the, like never laced up a pair of boots. Right. And go, Hey, uh, this, I trust you guys. I know that you guys know what you're doing. You know, the one thing that we want to make sure that we get in is this particular spot. And ODB's like, that's my spot. Right. Okay. I'm like, and this is the point where I'm like, okay, either I can keep ODB on my good side and make her think that I am, you know, an ally and, um, a confident agent, or I can know that I'm a confident agent and know that this is the one thing that needs to happen in this match. Yeah. And just go, uh, I'm probably going to piss you off. You're going to go to dinner and talk about how much I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But this needs to fucking happen because this is what I've been asked to make sure happens. Yeah. 
So I do that. <laughs> so I'm, this is, by the way, just for everybody. This is the first, the first time, time you've heard, heard this. Story. I've heard any of this stuff. Yeah. So that was uh, I piss off ODB within the first fucking like 15 minutes of meeting her. She was a sweetheart afterwards. Honest. Like, okay. once the match happened and everything, she was super cool. But like, it was definitely a deal where she's like, "Well, wait, that's sort of what I do. I don't want to do this." And it's like, "Well, like tonight, this is the one thing that I'm going to make sure happens." Uh, and then this, people may be interested to hear. I'm, uh, if you're eating at home, go ahead and take a break for a little bit. But we have a uh, Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly versus Eli Everfly and Delilah Doom uh, on this show. And um, they pitch a spot to me where they want Priscilla Kelly to throw up on somebody uh, leading to the finish. And um, the person that she's going to throw up on is Eli. So I'm like, yeah, go go for that. I'm all for it. (laughs) And uh, it did exactly what I thought it would do. It pissed off Jim Cornette. It got a bunch of reaction. Um, I... The, the thing here, the weird thing here, right? Like, sometimes you do that stuff, that negative attention stuff, right? To draw people in and to, to retweet what you have going on. The issue was is that it was more focused on Priscilla Kelly did this thing than this thing happened at this show. And there's another one next week. Uh, tomorrow, go buy it. So it didn't... It got the clip cycled and it got attention for the spot but it didn't sell any other tickets so like in a weird way it it got attention but it didn't get the drawing attention that you want from from some shit like that that's going to cycle so then here's this is going to tie into the next show and this is where i think um maybe like we could have thought on our feet a little bit better um ken shamrock defeats tom lawler well, Eddie's at the bar hanging out, um, and Eddie's in Tom's corner, right? Like, <laughs> basically screaming. I forget what he's screaming, but he's like, "How much? Oh yeah, how much time is left in the round?" He just wow. keeps, he just keeps asking how much time's left in the round. Like he's Tom's corner man, and like <laughs> Ken Shamrock didn't do shit, folks. He did not do shit. Tom Lawler, fucking. Bumped his ass off and worked his ass off around Ken Shamrock. Like, this is where I fell in love with Tom Mahler. Like, yeah. um, Tom's working his ass off to make this work. And Ken, Ken's just there for a payday. And apparently it was a pretty fucking good one, right? Um, so, Ken doesn't do shit. Obviously, Ken goes over. Like, this is so not inspire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so Ken gets this huge payday, doesn't do shit. And then goes over like it's like, eh. um, and to TJ's credit, TJ actually went back and as much as TJ does, uh, <laughs> yelled at the manager of Ken that like, hey, if this is what you're gonna try to fucking pull, you're not gonna get bookings. Like, yeah, the, the, really, he did that. Yeah, yes, he did. I will give him credit for that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. What? Uh, how did that go? What was the response? I've only heard one side of it. Okay. <laughs> I know it was not there when you it You know, uh, man, I probably, it, it, I wish I had been involved because Ken has been in so many, like, crazy, shitty, straight-to-video action films from the 90s. Oh, yeah. I probably would have tried to have set up something with a draft house that was in the area. Because he has a, dude, he's been in some crazy stuff. Uh, I wish I, I wish I had been able to, like... It's kind of one of my dreams to meet him. I think that's oh, the yeah? reason why I was so upset. Like, because I'm a I'm a huge fan of. I mean, I love Ken the wrestler. Yeah. I love Ken the Ken the MMA guy. But I'm also a fan of Ken the shitty actor. You know what I mean? It was one of those weird things too. Like I would have gone out of my way to get a picture with him. You know, and I yeah. don't like you know me. I like I didn't even get a, a picture with fucking Kojima, right? Like, um, but uh, like. It was one of those weird things where he just disappeared. I was like, eh, all right. Um, was he just kind of like there and like, eh, or no? He just like fucking Irish exit, but just didn't just give disappeared. a just didn't give a fuck or oh, what? He he. It was like he gave a fuck, and like it was like he gave a fuck just for his entourage. Hmm. You know, like oh man, I'm really pumped to be back at this, but then like the match, he clearly did nothing, and we'll go into more of, the, of what happened the next night, right? Um, so 
<clears throat> we stay out drinking quite late. Um, so when you say we, who is who is we? Oh, Ricky Starks is in town. Uh, myself, Kingston, Joey Janella, the whole crew. Man, right? I hate y'all. You know what? No one's ever drank with me. It's because I'm too busy fucking huffing bleach. Yeah. But you know, yeah, and that, mopping up that does kill. Let's kill the after fucking part. By the time we get there, we smell like bleach and the party's over, you know? Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, I've yeah. never been able to, like, bro down with anybody. But, yeah, this was one of those cool deals where, like, there was no ring to clean up, you know? Yeah. You, so, this this was the trans. So, the transition between the fucking concert and the show, I think they broadcast the concert. So, the stagehand, right? TJ has to be like screaming at the t- the stagehand to like do his job, because <laughs> the stagehand's just like, oh, all right, time to move these speakers and like, you know, it's some podunk. Fu- no, po- I guess no, podunk's not the right word, but yeah, it's some Humpty Dumpty fucking podunk fuck in Atlanta, right? You know, pushing these speakers across the stage, like taking his time to set them up. And uh, I think the concert was part of the the fight pay per view, which you only have so much time. Like, yeah. Like if you go over, your shit just gets cut. <laughs> like <laughs> fight's not like oh we're gonna fucking extend it for you. Like no, you have your fucking. The crowd oh, was going wild, brother. <laughs> yeah, they... keep rolling. <laughs> Does so, not happen. So like TJ's like, hey man, could you actually set up the fucking stage for this fucking musical set? So um, yeah, Kazarian's band was decent. I mean, like, I was expecting it to be, like, embarrassingly bad, I guess. So, like, it was just like, yeah, that's not bad. So, you know, SCU's there hanging out. What's this um, band sound like? It's like, um, it's kind of like a hair metal oh, okay. type cover band type thing. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it's sort of very fozzy. Makes me even like him more. Y- yeah. How um, has there not been a battle of the bands between Frankie and Jericho? Dude, yeah, they're... I mean, did they do that on the cruise? Did they? They should have. I don't know, man. That money, been on, money on the table, Jericho. Yeah. What the fuck are you thinking? I've dropping seen, balls left and so right. So I've seen both. Yeah. I, I think Frankie's was better. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, like Altitude or some shit like that? That's, yeah. I can look it up. Turbulence 3. Some shit I mean, like that's that. what I would call my hair metal right, band. Yeah, like, um, so Frankie just plays, I think Frankie just plays bass. Um, <laughs> like, which is perfect, right? He's the Hogan, but but like <laughs> the front man was awesome. Like the front man sort of reminded me of Carson. Like maybe it was Carson's dad. Does Carson uh, know who Carson's dad is? Carson Craig, shout out. Yeah, um, he was kind of like Carson from the eighties. Yeah, in a weird way. I was Carson like, is Carson from the eighties. Yeah, good point. Yeah, oxymoron. Yeah, but yeah, so you know that ends. Um, that's really where I bonded with with uh, Casanova Valentine quite a bit, and uh, I love that guy to death. Like, um, yeah. So <laughs> that's uh, that's the night before we get super drunk. So we wake up the next day, and here's the deal: like, because all these people are in one area, like it's all the Smart Mark fucking couch shows, right? Like Ethan Page is there, so Ethan records a fuckload of like his. Um, his high spot shows like he records one with MJF and, uh, and Ricky that that's on, um, it's on the, um, high spots network. He records one with, uh, Bryce and Kingston, which I'm in there. The heel, the heel face guys are up there recording. Like uh, mm-hmm. Luke's up there. It's just this weird <laughs> conglomeration of, yeah. of stuff. So the next morning, like I'm supposed to go, Set help QT Marshall set up the ring, right? Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to go like tell them if where they're putting the ring is the right spot, but like the building is fucking like 35, 40 minutes away from the hotel. So like by the time I go and come back, everyone's would be done with their shit. <laughs> so literally, it's like, man, I need to go do this and. uh Fuck it, <laughs> like what's what he's gonna get heat and not get booked. So Bryce is like, "This just hang out," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, that's what I'm gonna do." <laughs> Bryce is like, "Bro, they can send you pictures of where the ring is, and you can say if it's good or bad." That's that's kind of and brilliant that's, advice, though. That's exactly what the fuck I did. Yeah, I sat in on their interview. When they were done, we left. We found some badass barbecue. Uh, we then went to the Super Bowl press event, 
Radio Row, which for me was really cool. What? Okay, so Stu was there, I'm assuming. Yeah, Stu, Stu was there covering Stu Mara, the Super Bowl. Can we mention he's yeah. one of our, uh, the regular Inspire commentators? Uh, probably uh, has he's a building block in this event even happening. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So. So so we go and and um, you know Stu's done for the day, so we we don't get on on the radio or anything. Ken Shamrock was there earlier in the day. Um, so did we, he do anything on uh, on the radio? Yeah, they they did a a radio plug for the show and all that stuff. Did so. Ken go on it? Ken did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, TJ had to sit there and like feed him information because Ken was getting the wrong information and calling it uh, wrong names and stuff. Okay. Of course. Um, so you know me because that's it, professional as fuck when you have <laughs> like when you're getting paid, right? So me me and Eddie are there geeking out over all the NFL shit, right? And uh, like TJ Watt or I'm sorry JJ Watt walks right past us and I. So I played offensive line in uh, in high school, and like every fucking Texas high school football player thinks that they could play at fucking any level. So Eddie literally like <laughs> as uh, as JJ Watt walks by, who's like the the at this point the best defensive end like out there, is just like, yeah, you think you could have fucking blocked him? And I'm like, yeah, fuck no, like <laughs> dude's like literally three feet higher than me, right? Um, but yeah, just cool as fuck, man. So we get to the venue and I'm the guy that's late. <laughs> so TJ's just pissed. At you? Not necessarily at me, but like everyone's showing up late. Okay. There is no control over like and TJ has worn too many hats at this point. You would think that that would have made it maybe a little more sympathetic toward toward us. That's kind of what I, I thought. I was like, all right, man, you're because gonna... I don't. I, like I said, I I, yeah. I didn't really feel a lot of respect. I, like I, I do a lot of coordinating. Yeah, I think in that moment he started to. But, I think he. But did he, he? Got it, but I don't know. It never really. I don't came think. Home, it, I don't right? think it crossed over. But like poor, you know, I'm gonna say it, like poor TJ man. He's trying to like be the guy like taking tickets Shit's while hard. also running it's the hard show. It's hard as fuck, dude. Man. It's so hard. And uh, so I get there, and he's like, "These matches are a fucking mess. Can you go coordinate these?" I'm like, "Cool." So I get up there and I'm on the spreadsheet. I'm like, or not on the spreadsheet, but on the run sheet, right? And I'm sitting there and I fucking face, like, I'm I'm doing this stupid thing on a podcast where I'm like putting my hand where the face is, but like two feet above my head is this fucking head that just comes over and starts reading over the top of me. I'm like, oh, that's fucking funny. This guy's tall. And I'm like, holy shit. It's the fucking Yeti. (laughs) Okay. Hey, wait, I got to ask one question. Yeah. So when I produce a show, there's a script. Yeah. There's like a sheet rundown. Like there's, there's, it's, it's very, you, would you say it's organized? Extremely formulated. It's very, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is the thing that I, I don't, I didn't know, like, was there any component of that? Did that carry over? Would you say that anything that occurred at an Inspire event, was there anything like remotely similar to how I would run a show? It, it was the front page of it. That's it? Just the front page. That's yeah, it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. It, it, it made things very hard. It made things very difficult. Um, so just, just for people who are listening... Um, uh, an ins- an inspire script is basically there's a there's a cover page, and the cover page is the card, and the cover page consists of the order the match order from 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 uh, bottom, from the, from like the first match yep. to the to the to the like uh, main event which is at the bottom of the page, and we have it's basically like the names of the people involved, but they're switched around according to like, so-and-so is over who, meaning who wins. Yeah. And it, there are slug lines for who the referee is and also for what the runtime is, like how long the match is going to be. And, and then of course there's a break for intermission. So basically you look at it, you know, who's going over, how long each match is. Uh, if it, there's any like shenanigans like DQ or whatever, and then after that is a more detailed rundown of what we want out of each match. Yep. Right? Any, any background story that needs to Absolutely. be uh, addressed. Yeah. Um, Don't but, do but, this finish because this finish yeah. is happening in this match. And there's n- there's no, I mean, there's no history to this, right? It's just a spot show. I mean, I say just a spot show, but it's a super indie. So there's nothing really attached to it. Um. So, yeah, so that's fucking, um, you know, the guy from the flock. Uh, who I talked to because like 
I mean, I'm a big flock guy, right? Yeah. He's like, man, we can do the flock. I'm like, really? Like Raven? And he's like, well, you know, me and Sick Boy and, you know, Riggs can come, but he's kind of banged up. And it's like, uh, that's, that's, I guess that is the flock. But like, <laughs> you know, like um, can't do the flock without like, Davey, like, uh, dancing, dancing yeah, Stevie. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You need Stevie. You need Stevie. Yeah, man. Like there were a lot of components missing. It was like, ah, uh, and like, he was like, yeah, man, like just came from being like his gimmick is that like his shoot job is he just goes and he's a mascot. Cause I guess he's so fucking big. They could just put whatever on him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I just went from being the fucking Georgia peach, uh, I drove straight here from uh, the event. <laughs> like, you know? So, because I'm assuming, like, he flew in. He's like, oh, no, man, I drove down. I was up at the fucking, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, Chattahoochee fucking Peach Festival or some shit, being the Georgia Peach show. So, that, it was cool to see uh, to see the Yeti and, and watch him get wrapped up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was a big reason, I guess, Shivani showed up was to to see the the Yeti and to see see uh, Ron. Um. So yeah, so we'll just kind of go into this, I guess, um, and you can react where appropriate. So the opening match is completely a student match. I'm not going to even name these names because they're not relevant to us at all. Um, you have Team Super Academia, which kind of has our stuff. Now you. Let's get. We'll give the devil the due where uh, where it's uh, where it's due. Um, you got Team Super Academia, which is Ethan Price, Cody Lane, and Zach Taylor. They go over the um, the Power Factory team here of some other students from the uh, the Atlanta school, right? Yeah. The, which that's become the Nightmare Factory. So um, pretty cool there. Our guys are up, right? So there is that, and that was something that TJ did tell me that he consciously did. Anywhere that he could put Inspire guys up, he was putting them up. Which was which is good. Then we have Matt Cross versus Eli Everfly. How was that? I should remember something about this match. I remember absolutely nothing about it. Like, I'm sure it was just flippy shit. And I'm with Matt Cross in it. I bet you it was good. Because I don't Matt, remember. Yeah, Matt is. Yeah, Matt's phenomenal. Yeah. I don't remember it being bad, but like, I just, there's nothing memorable that sticks out. This next match was really good. Um, Thunder Rosa, Delilah Doom, and Penelope Ford. You know, um, this they they had really good chemistry, the yeah. three of them. So this worked out really well. But this is another deal where you, you have a three way here where you know this could have just been been a one on one. You know. Yeah, but that's a that's a great mix of people. Um, yeah, really good. Really good chemistry between the three of them too. Okay, so after this we have is it's a singles match right with Ricky. This is this is a big, um, you know, gemstone match of the show, right? So this is Ricky Starks uh, defeating Ethan Page, and and this is our guy going up on a on a name guy. Yeah. And uh, how was how was the match itself? It was awesome. Okay. Really good. Um, so Ethan. Ethan, I think, came out... He was the baby face. Because Starks did the, like, New Orleans thing. Okay. Super Bowl weekend. It went, I think Starks wore a fucking Saints jersey or something. And fucking Ethan Page came out and put an Atlanta jersey on. Wrestled the match. And then once he lost, was like, well, these colors suck. <laughs> and was like... <laughs> which okay, was funny. so I have a question. Yeah. At this point, how many people are in the venue to watch the show who paid to get in? This is like a 300. Is that how many people were there? Yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty good number, I think. Right. I mean, well, how many, okay. So how many people did you anticipate being in the venue? I had no, I I was ready for like 100. What was the, what was the capacity? I think you could have probably fit a thousand people in that. It was, okay, it was so that's kind of eh, yeah. like it's it's okay, but you got around three hundred people, which is I think pretty good. Yeah, okay, for, for not being okay. your hometown because you need to help me kind of paint because like I wasn't yeah. there, man. You got to paint. Well, dude, paint but a look at this card, man. It's sort of like Wrestle Circus bringing in fucking forty-two fly-ins and then filling up a fucking three hundred capacity building. You yeah. Know? Um. So, so yeah, Ricky Starks and Paige was really good. Um, this is really where, like, uh, Ethan and I was like, man, we got to get find a way to get Paige down to, oh, to yeah. Austin. And thank you for that, because 
Boy, I sure do love Ethan. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, just like, uh, I mean, I always enjoyed his work. Meeting him as a human being uh, heightened it. Yeah. Anyway. So here is a fucking, like, fire pro wrestling randomizer match of all time. Um, Mil Mortez, who originally was going to wrestle PCO here, but PCO just got signed by Ring of Honor, uh, wrestles Castanova Valentine and Vernon White. Vernon White is one of the first um, UFC fighters. He's on, you know, a few of the first 15 UFC cards. Mm -hmm. So we're going back to that era of UFC. Um, He is a student of Ken Shamrocks, but he's also like 40, 45 years old. Is he a trained pro wrestler? He is a trained pro wrestler. uh, Under who? Under Ken. (laughs) Oh, so Ken taught pro wrestling? (laughs) This guy, apparently. I mean, I didn't... um, Excuse me. I did not know that Ken actually taught professional wrestling. Yeah. That's... that's, That kind of, in a weird way, heightens my love for Ken. Holy shit. So, like, with the pancreas stuff, like, Ken... Ken... Ken's sort of, like, in the same vein as... um, As Josh Barnett. You know, like... Teaches catch wrestling, but then, like, once he learned pro wrestling like top pro wrestling okay there's weird ken has a very long history that i mean so this is like just like like uh mil marites casanova valentine and vernon white that's a weird fucking mix dude so here's the deal right mill mill is i don't want to say a prima donna but he's a lucha guy like i've kind of talked to you about what you mean you mean a prima donna yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, come on, yeah, he's man. A We're talking about like if you don't know this at this point, when you go to see a fucking name, yeah. like a, a lucha name, like you see like Blue Demon Junior. Blue, Blue Demon Junior's a, a dickhead. Dick. He's a dickhead, right? He's guarding the brand. He's yeah. like he doesn't want to do shit, and he wants to fucking just come out and fucking turn around and get applauded. So we have this, and then like uh, Vern's like, "Well, I can do this, but man." uh when I run the ropes, it just doesn't look great. I'm like, don't run the ropes then. Yeah. You know? He's like, what? He's like, well, we can't do this spot or this spot. Then don't do that spot. Like, if you, it looks like shit when you run the ropes. Don't do it. You're a fucking MMA fighter. You're not bouncing off the fucking cage to deliver an elbow. Throw kicks. Throw strikes. And when you don't need to be in the ring, they'll throw you outside and we'll figure this out. Um, Castanova took the bull by the horns and really made... Sh- he was the, where... It could have been Cass going, I want to make sure I get my shit in on this show that yeah. probably a lot of people are going to watch. He went, okay, how can I make this work with these two and me be the connective uh, tissue? Yeah. And that really impressed me with Casanova. Okay. Like, that was the deal where it was like, we high-fived after and was like, it wasn't like, hey, that was a five-star match high-five. It was a, hey, that wasn't a fucking one-star dud that the whole world <laughs> will be talking about forever. Like, okay, good good job, guys. And okay. Cass went a long way in that. All right. So up next, we have this eight-man <laughs> tag team match. Wow. It, I mean, it was hilarious. It was really good if, you know. It was 20 minutes long. Yeah, so, every every single one of them got their spots in. Yeah, holy fuck! I mean, talk to me about this. It's just so so Effie, and Joey Ryan, and Kikitaro and Chris Wolf, which is holy fuck! What yeah. a what a fucking star <laughs> team versus uh, Alley Cat, Moonshine, Mantel, Sprita, and Steve Arino. Yeah, so this is sort of like the the idea here was to to get the Inspire guys on. And, um, like, the super team goes over, and then this group of Inspire guys kind of jumps them afterwards. Which, with this this sort of, this broke down, sort of, as far okay. as creative goes, right? Because, like, this is where this can't be Inspire, can it? You know? No. Because We're at this kind of point, the heels at this point. Yeah, Steve's right? not the baby face. <clears throat> which and, is weird. Yeah. And and he's like the most baby face for us, right? Yeah. Like Moonshine's a heel, so that's fine. Uh Andy Dalton, I think, was supposed to be in Moonshine's spot here. And you know, Sprite is a an Austin guy. Um and Alley Cats. Can we just talk about who Sprite is? I, we, would he be weird about it? I don't know. I don't even know. You know what I'm you know what? I'm meeting with Sprite soon. Yeah. So we'll talk about that then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Was Sprite in Party World? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can at least say that, right? Yeah. Okay. Party World guy. Because people don't. People might not be Sprite as a masked luchador. He's the, the citrus luchador. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, the whole point of this fucking finish is to have them jump the fucking baby faces, um, which then leads to um, Adam Page running out and uh, cleaning house, and the baby faces. You know, getting the numbers up on Adam Page, and um, I'm sorry, I, I flipped this. Uh, Cody comes out, right? Cody, the big hometown hero. And at this point in AEW history, Adam Page is not over like he is today, folks. Yeah. So they're doing the, they're running this spot on almost every show they show up to. Cody goes out. Cody gets beat down, and then Adam comes out and saves the day. And then Adam and Cody celebrate as part of the elite. So that was the whole <laughs> the whole thought process that went into this finish was that fucking moment, right? Okay. This fucking thing. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. So, what is what is the mind frame of the crowd? Is the crowd hot? They are what they are the reacting to the names. Okay. So, I got to ask what is the fan base here? What is the, what is the this overlap This is Atlanta here? independent wrestling fans. But, this is probably okay. your age. How many how many football fans would you say? This is not football fans. Not just, it, so it's straight yeah, up like yeah we got okay and we, it, so you got you got three hundred smart marks. Yep. Okay. We got the 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 if you are a fan of the Bucks or and a Ring of Honor okay. fan in Atlanta, you probably came to this so, show. So would you say that this is a crossover event? Succeeded? No. Okay. Not not. For the crossover crowd, but basically you just did you did a wrestling show in that area. Yep, and it didn't necessarily. Yeah, okay. It didn't right. matter that it was a Super Bowl. No weekend, right? Okay. So, um, so this is this is a gauntlet match. Yes, and this is um Tommy Timmy Danger is a guy that I guess went to school with um with TJ. So he was excited to get to work with this guy that he used to go, you know, used to go to school with. Is he good? No, he was not. Why the fuck does he go over so many people? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think TJ had seen enough of his work, right? Why was it booked then like this? Because this is his buddy from high school, man. That's gross. Yeah. That should never have fucking happened. So. I never would have let this happen. Yeah. And like, I, you don't give the guy a spot on the card. But there's no fucking reason this guy should have been beating some of the names that are in this match. Yeah, so let's... Is that fair to say? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And the TJ was very aware of the mistake he made at the conclusion of this match. Okay. Well, that's well. good. Yeah. I mean, you know. He, I mean, again, you know, give him his due. TJ at least is, is fairly self-aware, you know. If, if he steps in shit, he, he's aware that he has stepped in shit. You okay. Know? Um... So you have you have the Yeti in here. You have Glacier. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know these other guys. I believe that they're students, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Brian Pillman Jr. comes out and actually goes Beast over. Beats Timmy Danger. Yeah. Okay. So and he's got this guy Paul Jordan, who's like this giant, yoked up like muscle. I wouldn't even say yoked up. He's just a a large, tall guy. Okay. You know? That's kind of like fucking cheating the whole time. Okay. But, you know. Uh, so Pillman goes over. Um, Pillman's Pillman. It's in Atlanta. Your, you know, your mileage may vary on old Brian Pillman Jr. But, you know, this was... The Pillman and Timmy Danger portion of this was probably the best worked portion of this car. All right. All right. right. So. How did Glacier look? Man, like Glacier. Like a fucking high school gym teacher. Man. That threw on the tights, you know. Um, yeah, he. I mean, at this point, he's fairly. He's up there. Okay. All right. I mean, he's he's in really good shape for a guy that's pushing fifty. Okay. But like, he's still a dude pushing fifty. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So this brings us to the three-way tag match. Okay. Which, okay. First of all, I gotta ask. So like, I think that these work well. When the rules are okay. So, I don't... I think three-way tag matches work. And we've argued about yeah. this. I think that all... Like, there has to be, like, three people in the ring at all time. It can't be, like... 
Well, this I was, hate it. This I was, hate it when you like tag in one team and then another team tags in another team. Yeah. To me, that's like the most illogical shit. Don't tag that team in. Fuck them. You know. So then this was just a brawl. This was just a crowd brawl. Was it? Was it a like like a tornado kind of? Yeah, they were just all over the place. Was that fair? To, would you say tornado or no? Yeah, I don't okay. know if it was promoted that way, but it sure was worked that way. Um, so you had Ken Shamrock and Tom Lawler. Yeah. So so um. Versus the yeah. besties, which is you know, uh, Davy and Matt. Yeah. Um, and you had you had a you had fucking uh, Eddie, Eddie and, and uh, Simon Grimm, who I guess they were doing a tag team in MLW or something. Really? But like at this point, to me, I don't fucking know how you do it, but somehow we put our brains together okay. and go, "Holy fuck!" Tom and Eddie had really good chemistry the night before. Why are they not teaming? You know? Yeah. Um. And I don't know how you get Simon Grimm and Ken Shamrock as a team, but maybe just fucking Ken brings out Simon. I don't fucking know, right? Wait, hold on. What was Ken? Ken not with Tom? Ken was with Tom. Okay. But I'm saying like after Eddie and okay. Tom have this great chemistry the night before, like that's the team. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would have changed. And then like the missed opportunity here too is Matt Fitchett is like, a high school fucking um, state champion wrestler. Yeah. Like, people know the flippy shit and, like, all the high-flying shit. But right. Like, none of that. <laughs> like, here's your chance with fucking Simon Graham, fucking Tom Waller, and, and uh, Ken Shamrock, and it's just a walk and brawl. Like, I would have I tried to fit that in. I think... I think Ken basically just grabbed a hold of Matt, and they brawled on the outside most of the time. Yeah. So I think that may have limited if there was anything. How was how was Ken here? He walked and brawled the whole time. Didn't okay. do a goddamn thing besides that. Is that better than what you what you anticipate? Like better or worse? Like, like you okay? So like you had this one performance so, over here. Yeah, they were right? even. Okay, they were fucking so even. It, well, you he, did, he did as little here. As TJ he TJ was not happier. No. Okay. Yeah. Like this was funnier. No, like the ball bra- the bar brawl was. Ken's stuff was funnier here, but the bar brawl was funnier overall okay. with Eddie and, and Tom. So, yeah, you know, that's, uh, I mean, they uh, they did the best that they could with what they had. But What was, what was okay, I got to ask, what was Eddie's impression of this? <laughs> I think Eddie just grabbed Vega. No, no, but right. what did Eddie a- think the, of this? The, the Ken was fucking sandbagging the shit out of it, right? <laughs> Eddie was like, hey, man, like, I got paid to do this, and, like, this is what I did. At least I got to do some okay. shit with Vega. But I got to ask, like, yeah. you know, because Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston <laughs> is one of my favorite people. He's one of the funniest motherfuckers. Uh, I'm, you know what, man? I don't care if I didn't get to help with this creatively. I wish I had just been able to fly out there to hear Eddie talk shit. Because <laughs> Eddie is one of the best shit talkers. He's also just one of the funniest people on the planet. And he has a good sense of humor about stuff. Yeah. So, like, it's always great to hear, like, what his perception of this is. And when I look at, at the shit on paper, I'm just like, what the fuck is this mess? So, so, I'll, so I'll tell an Eddie story that, uh, you know, that, you know, will kind of give you a glimpse into like how good of a guy Eddie is. Like we're at the bar and TJ has an, uh, an open tab for the oh boys. Oh my God. That's a bad idea. An hour in, they come up and tap him on the shoulder and it's like, Hey man, um, your, your, your tabs reached its limit. Wow. What was the limit? I don't fucking know. Okay. But he, he went and put more down. Okay. And Eddie's like, hey, do we need to tell the boys, cut the drinking? Like, we'll go be the bad guys. You know, we'll go tell the guys whoa, to whoa, chill whoa, whoa, out. Whoa. But, 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 but like going into the show, they're fucked up? Or like no, no, no. Like at the at the, the no ring show. Okay. After the no ring show, there was an open tab for the boys. Okay. Which, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't be before no. the actual. No, work. this this is while we were hanging out the night okay. before, right? Okay. So Eddie's like, "Hey, man," and and I'm like, "Yeah, if, if I need to go, be the one to be like, hey guys, like you got you got your first round, like chill out." <clears throat> TJ's like, "Nope," <laughs> and he's like, "Well, we offered." <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we stopped drinking at that point on on that tab. Yeah. But like, I God knows how late that went into the night. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's. 
Eddie will do the like I'm a piece of shit thing in his promos. No, but, like, he's not he's a piece such of such a good dude. Sorry if I'm dashing his fucking image, but like <laughs> goddamn man. I, I would never cross him. <laughs> so I legitimately think he's, you know, a scary person on some level, but like uh he is a good person. Yeah. He is he is who Batman should be. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we're coming to that. We go into uh, MJF. MJF and Scorpio Sky. I yes, mean, sir. This is this is great. But, okay. You know, it's uh, very MJF. You know, and then we go into Lucha Bros versus SCU, which is just this phenomenal. Like <laughs> for all the uh, the BS, right? Is just this phenomenal tag team match, <laughs> right? Where I'm like, fuck, tag team wrestling's cool, isn't it? Yeah. And at the very end, the Bucks come out and fucking challenge the Lucha Bros. And are basically like, oh, the Lucha Bros are fucking all elite, you know, which which is a pretty cool moment to have for all the shit that goes into it, right? Um, <laughs> so little piece of information: I was supposed to ride to the airport with with Kingston, right? So yeah. I wake I wake up and I'm like, oh, let me see what time it is, and I look and here's all these missed messages. Hey man, you coming down? I look, I've I've overslept. I've, oh, I I set my alarm on the wrong date, right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, holy fuck. I have like an hour and a half to get to the airport. And yeah. we're, we're like, we're like an hour away from fucking. Oh, I'm fuck. an hour and a half away from when my flight leaves. Okay. So I'm like, I'm missing this fucking flight. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I'm stuck in Atlanta today. So I get, I get in the Uber. Uh, Ricky Starks rides with me. He's coming down. He's like, hey, can I split an Uber? Jump in now. We have to fucking go. So <laughs> I sit down. I'm like, sir, thank you. Um, you can make whatever choice you want to be safe, but this is how far I am from my flight. And if you get me there, I will make sure to take care of you and your tip. Right. And I don't know how the fuck the dude did it. Cause it didn't seem like he was super speeding, but they got me in the airport in like 35 minutes. Whoa. Fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like fucking I'm, I'm running from my gate. I'm like, I'm not even bullshit. I'm just like, Hey, security. I'm super fucking late. What's the shortest line I can fucking get to? And they're like, don't even go here. Go two down and just go through there. Right. So I'm like, as soon as I walk up to places, I'm just like, Hey, just to be straight up with you guys, I'm super fucking late. If you can let me cut in line, that would fucking really do me a solid. Right. So then somehow I make it like five minutes to fucking I'm wow. the last guy on the fucking plane. And, uh, I made it. So yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the super bowl weekend. And, um, you know, it never got done again. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I know well, we can talk about that later. But yeah. Like this was something that I, f- I felt like, you know, TJ had made some inlays with the AEW guys as they were kind of evolving into that. As it was fucking Genesis, Genesis thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So this this has been enlightening because I was not involved. I was shut out. Um, this is also a first because we've never really recapped a show that was not one of our own. Yeah. But our people were on it. You were there. And uh, it definitely has some um, inspire adjacent shockwaves. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll be back and we will talk about shock. Dude, we were supposed to talk about shockwaves <laughs> two fucking shows ago. Here we are, but we'll talk about shockwaves on the next show as we are in the final five <laughs> from here on out. Anyway, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah.